Well, uh, wedding bells are ringing over the weekend. Jim Parson, this guy got hitched. The need to find another human being to share one's life with has always puzzled me. <laughs> Maybe because I'm so interesting all by myself. <laughs> with that being said, may you find as much happiness with each other as I find on my own. <laughs> He married his longtime partner, Todd Spywalk. Uh, he met him 14 years ago, said he's the best thing that's ever happened to him. And they got married on the weekend at the Rainbow Room uh, at the Rockefeller uh, Plaza in New York City, 30 Rock, 30, uh, 30 Rock go figure. And uh, it, it, I did not know this, but the Rainbow Room, I did a little bit of um, Googling on it. It's the second highest restaurant in New York City behind One Dine on the 100 and for one uh the 101st floor of the One World Trade Center. The Rainbow Room opened in 1934, and it was the highest restaurant in the United States for decades. They had a nice little celebration, both the more tuxes, and then they uh, got a little bit more relaxed for the first dance, but he tweeted out some pictures. Looks like they're very, very happy. 14 years have been together. Cool, huge. Finally got hitched, yeah. Yeah, that guy cashed in huge. <laughs> I don't know what his partner does, but uh, well, he doesn't make he doesn't bring in Sheldon Cooper money. I can tell you that much. That is true. He does make a lot of money, not as much as he could have, because I think they all took a little bit of a pay cut, so that the uh, woman that plays Emmy Farrah Fowler and uh, Bernadette, both of those actresses, could get a little bit of a a pay hike. I don't know about you, but I miss Michelle Obama. On the weekend, she spoke at the Partnership for Healthcare America. She questioned why Trump would roll back healthy eating regulations for schools that she set into place. I just, I love how she just, uh, it just tells it like it is. I mean, you have to stop and think, why don't you want our kids to have good food at school? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Where do you start? And why is that a partisan issue? Why would that be political? What is going on? You know, now that's up to moms. I'm not going to talk to moms. Think about this. I don't care what state you live in. Take me out of the equation. Like me, don't like me. But think about why someone is okay with your kids eating crap. Why do you why would you celebrate that? Why would you sit idly and be okay with that? Cuz here's the secret. If somebody is doing that, they don't care about your kid. And we need to demand everyone to care deeply about our kids. That's all we have. <laughs> you can't concentrate when you're starving. That's the reality. And there's a lot of kids in the States that are not eating healthy food. They're not feeding the machine. And they're not able to pull themselves out of the situation that is already stacked against them. It's a sad reality. I just don't like the way she oversimplifies the issue. Why is it a partisan issue? Because the issue isn't should kids eat healthy at school. The issue is should the state be responsible? Should I be responsible to feed your kid? And I say, yeah. I say, yes. You're responsible for teaching my kids. She's entering in that conversation, assuming everyone, 
agrees with her. Yeah. Do you want it to be wasted, the knowledge that you're giving these kids? Because they can't keep uh, track of what you're saying because they're absolutely starving? I say no. Um, This is a big deal. This month, May, is Lyme Disease Awareness Month. If you haven't heard about this already, I know we had a great uh, interview with uh, about this at the beginning of the month. You can find it probably on 640toronto.com under the Kelly Cotrera page. I highly recommend you head over there. Uh, there are speculations that Lyme disease is the biggest growing disease, not just affecting Canada, but the entire world. It's de- debilitating in some cases. Someone very close to me has just been re- recently diagnosed with Lyme. And um, tomorrow, the NDP MPP, uh, Michael Mantha, along with a few other people, will be sitting down with the health minister, Eric Hoskins, to discuss a federal action plan. We need one. And uh, we're going to see how that goes tomorrow. We're going to reach out to one of them and see if we can uh, talk to them. But I think it's about time. It's a very scary, scary disease if you're dealing with it. You know what I mean? Or if you know anybody who is. Hey, uh, I don't know how you sleep, but they say that if you do not sleep very well and you're trying to catch up on sleep with, you know, a marathon over the weekend, forget it. That's just going to stress you out. I'm on no sleep. No sleep. You don't know what it's like in there. All night long, things are creaking and cracking, and that red light is burning my brain. You look a little stressed. Oh, I'm stressed. So research, researchers decided to study uh, university students to uh, look into sleep and how it affects us and how much sleep we require. Yes, we need about seven to nine hours a night. That is what you know we've been hearing for years now. But they say if you do the, the binge sleeping on the weekend to catch up on sleep that you haven't, uh, you know... Um, slept over the week and you're kind of sleep deprived, it actually isn't good for you because what it does is uh, we're trying to catch up on this rest and it just throws your body off. I found that, you know, when you do try and get a binge sleep in there and really get a good sleep in on a Sunday afternoon or something, Mm -hmm. and it just, I wake up more exhausted and more grumpy and just sort of dumb and stupid for the rest of the day. It it, uh, throws off your circadian rhythm, confuses the body's sense of when to sleep, and that then affects your creativity and attention. Well, I guess we know what's going on with our show. (laughs) All righty. Good to know. Did you hear about this idiot? Who's, uh, Which one? You're going to have to be more specific. This idiot who has been eating Jason Segal's picture on a daily basis. He calls himself a comedian. I don't know about that. Uh, his name is Noah Maloney, and uh, he has, for almost 90 days now, been eating printed out pictures of Jason Segal's face. I believe, if you don't know who Jason is, it's this guy. Excuse me, you, you guys finishing up here, sir? Oh, uh, no, sorry, Chief. We're actually staying for dinner. No, actually, I already have a dinner plan with my fiance. No, dude, this place has the best fish tacos in the world. Literally ranked. Gotta have one. Jason Segal is, uh, he was on the Muppet movie. He's kind of like an indescript white guy. Yes. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's a funny guy and he's very talented. Uh, But basically, this guy has been eating Jason Segal's face every day. And all he wants is the actor to step up and eat a, a photocopy of his face. And Seagal's not responding to this. He's, he's having fish tacos, but he's not eating the face. No. Who would want to do this? He's approaching his 90th day, and he's posted videos on YouTube of him doing this to get some attention. I watched a couple of them. <laughs> Have you seen these videos? Yeah, he just eats picture, uh, printed out pictures of Jason Seagal's face. That is paper. not comedy, my friend. That's just bizarreness. His mother is now at the stage where she's begging him <laughs> to stop, and she won't let him use her printer anymore. <laughs> Well, I just love that Jason Segel is completely ignoring this guy. Yeah, I'm wh- sorry for the guy because I, you know what, he came up with a really clever way to get famous. 
But at, to what end? It's not working out. He doesn't get to meet Jason Siegel. He doesn't get Jason Siegel to eat a picture of his face. Uh, and I'm sure the goal isn't if I eat a picture of your face, I become you. Because he's not seeing any of that cash yet. No, it's uh, it's not going so well for him. Hey, by the way, uh, speaking of people that are uh, wanting something to happen, you know that grabber from Nova Scotia, the guy whose uh, license plate was taken away? Mm. Well, he has um, taken it to court. He wants to get that license plate reinstated, and he's arguing that the removal violates his charter of rights despite at least one complaint that it's offensive to women. The Transportation Department has said that while it understands Grabber is a surname with German roots, that context isn't available to the general public who view it. What license plate (laughs) is in context? Neither is the context of the fact that it would be in, about grabbing someone. Yeah. That's not in context at all. So that's all. that context was made up in some person's imagination when they decided to complain about it. And it's a way out there context when compared to the real thing. Oh, it's his name that matches his name on his license, uh, driver's license and ownership and everything that you could possibly ever check. A grabber will not go quietly. His lawyers are seeking a declaration uh, that canceling his license plate infringes on his rights and an order to reissue the plate and the provision of associated costs. Because plates aren't cheap. Just so, give him uh, back the plate. I the hope plates. it doesn't go through all this human rights nonsense. Just oh, he's going to get it back. Just give him back the plates. Give Grabber the plates.